It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to a fine time for healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. So I know some of you are out there are men listening because I know I have a pretty equal um, audience of men and women. But um, <clears throat> let's just talk about women right now, and then we'll see if our guest um, can apply this to men as well. Um, so the question is, are you a woman who wants to turn transition into transformation? Today's special guest, Hilary DeCesar, a successful Silicon Valley entrepreneur, helps women do just that by combining their head, heart, and higher self to create new brain patterns that shed limiting beliefs to reveal an authentic, satisfying self-image that leads to success at home, at work, and in relationships. Her method combined their head and higher self to create new brain patterns that shed limiting beliefs, and we know we all have them. Hillary details how to relaunch your business, relationships, and life in her new book, Relaunch, Spark Your Heart to Ignite Your Life. Hillary DeCesar is an award-winning entrepreneur and reality show secret millionaire who has been coaching others in her success methods for decades. Now she's adding to her success courses with a deep dive into what lies behind beyond IQ and EQ. Good morning, Hillary, and welcome to A Fine Time for Healing. Uh, Randy, thank you. And for the men that are listening, have no, have no doubt, I will go there with you as well. Whether you're a man or a woman, 3HQ, which is what we're going to be talking about today, is relevant. Even, I would say, even more so right now with the men in relating back to gender intelligence and women. So, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> Okay. All right. Good. I, I had a feeling, you know, um, because the, um, the sheet that I got from your um, promoter or your you know, publicist um, yeah. specified women, but I figured this could apply to everyone. So, okay. Um, so we're going to talk about sparking your heart and to ignite your life. I thought it was interesting in the beginning of your book that you say, according to the National Science Foundation, 80 to 90% of what we believe comes to us pre-programmed from our unconscious mind. You know, this is so important for everybody to understand because we think our thoughts are our thoughts, but they're not necessarily our thoughts, are they, Hillary? No, and actually, you know, when we really talk about this, there's such a wide amount of scientific data now that says so much of the stories we tell ourselves, the beliefs that we have, and remember this for those listening, that our beliefs are emotions and thoughts repeated over time create your belief system. So when you think about your thoughts and these emotions, when you're young, before about age seven, this is when we're a sponge. This is when things are coming to us from our parents, from our teachers, from other family members, and we absorb, and we take those in, and we don't even know we're doing it, but we're being preconditioned to whatever others are thinking. And then we go through life, and all of a sudden we wake up uh, in our mid-life, our mid-zone. And I love how Brene Brown defines mid-life as age 35 to death. <laughs> it's like this, you're either, you're either in your, in your mid-zone, your mid-life, or you're gone. So I love that because it means that we have so many more years of accomplishing what we ultimately are here on this earth to do. 
And when you think about that, a lot of times we do need to reshuffle the deck. We need to reassess what beliefs we're really talking about, what we're, what we're hearing within our own head, and start to say, hey, wait a second, is this serving me? Is this allowing me to further get what I've been trying to manifest from my work, my romance relationships, my own life, or is there a block? And perhaps it's one of your, one of your stories because we believe our beliefs are 100% factual. And let me say that again. If we're 80 to 90% pre-programmed, then what we believe is what's pre-programmed. And so when we hear something that is not part of our belief system, we don't acknowledge it as true. We don't acknowledge it as something that we can lean into and say, we look at it like, uh uh-uh, nope, that's not how I believe it. That's not my reality. That's not my fact. Right, right. Yeah, I mean... And we think, well, this is the way I think. This is who I am. You know, I'm not going to change. But, but I think it's so important for people to understand that um, thoughts are things and they can change them. They can absolutely change the way their mind works. You developed um, 3-H quotients. And you say it provides an off-ramp from autopilot and rut and puts us con- in con- conscious connection and control of our transformation from within. Can you explain what the 3-H quotient is? Yeah, and I actually call it 3-HQ because when we were thinking in the 60s, 70s, 80s, IQ was everything. It was your intelligence. It was your problem-solving ability. And then we realized that, wait a second, in the 90s, EQ became this like, hey, wait a second, we have to have emotionally, like we have to be emotionally present as a good leader, as a good partner, we have to be there emotionally for our other and and have this going for us. So all of a sudden we go into 20, oh gosh, I think it was 2013 when Sheryl Sandberg wrote the book Lean In. And what's fascinating about it is women tried to lean in, and instead it caused a lot of people to lean out. It wasn't working for us. We weren't able to do the IQ, EQ, lean in. And so today, as we go into not a new norm, new normal, but really a new different, we need something that's going to take us into the next phase of the world where global relaunches are happening, business relaunches are happening, and personal relaunches are happening. And so the 3HQ is a framework that you can count on. It is, as you mentioned at the very beginning, it's the head, the heart, the higher self. That's the three H's. But what it does is it allows for you, when you're having a transition, when you're having a relaunch, when something is coming at you yet again, and especially in midlife, hey, there's a tremendous amount of relaunches that are happening right now in, in everybody's life. In fact, I haven't talked to one person yet who's not having some type of relaunch experience. And so what it does for you is it kind of gives you, imagine you're an electric car and you're, you know, riding on, on low, low miles. There's not much left in the tank. It allows you to plug into a source. It allows you to get out of your head, get out of the thing, the thoughts that we were talking about that bring us down, get into that heart center, that why am I even doing what I'm doing, that purpose center, that, hey, get out of self-sabotage, stop looking at it like, you know, I'm beating myself up, and start tapping into that higher self. And what is the higher self? The higher self is the best version of you. It's when you have access to something bigger than you. And we all have that. We all have that deep inside of us. So whether it is God, whether it is universe, whether it is source, whatever it is, it's this understanding that when you're in alignment and you can get out of your head and you're not completely like 
you know, circling, right? It's like, oh, one thought repeats and then another thought and another thought. You can't get out of your own way. The 3HQ allows you to understand that you have the biggest power position. And that is that, as you said, you can change your thoughts. It's the one thing as human beings that we have the ability to do. And it's powerful. So um, when you talk about relaunch, are you also, is, is that what, transi- what we would think of as transitions in our life? Exactly. So when you think about global relaunches, you could be thinking about the pandemic, the war, a financial crisis. You could be thinking about the things that impact us on a whole. Then when you look at business, you could be looking at the hybrid model, what's happening with culture these days in businesses, what's happening with revenue and supply chain. Those are all business relaunches. And then you could look at your personal relaunches as relationships, as the relationship you have with yourself or the lack thereof. And the one thing that I always talk about with relationship and relaunch, it could be health crises as well. It could be anything that is impacting you, causing stress in your life. That's where you have this, this 3HQ framework that you can lean on, that you can, you can depend on, which in today's world, it's nice to have something that, you know, you're not keeping in your back pocket, you're keeping in your front one. Well, um, I like this, um, this quote that you put in your book from Jim Fortin, who um, is a master transformational coach. And um, I think he, you had him on your relaunch podcast. And he says, we're never stuck. It's our thinking that's stuck. So anytime we get stuck in life, it's because we're out of options. Many times we're going into what I call resignation as opposed to going into possibility. So we'll hit a wall but you're never in a bind. You're simply out of creative ways to think differently. I love that. That is so great. It is. Okay. Can I tell you, Randy? Okay. First off, I think uh, Jim Fordon is one of the most talented transformational people out there. And something that I also learned from him and have used in my own coaching practice. I've been coaching for almost two decades, more than two decades, I guess now. And one of the things that he so eloquently describes are your thoughts are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. So your thoughts don't define you. And it's interesting. I recently um, in the last year have taken up Italian. And in Italian, unlike in English where we say I am sad, I am mad, I am angry, I'm depressed. They say, I have sadness. I have anger. And it puts a totally different spin on that you are not. I am not angry. I have angry thoughts. I'm experiencing anger. And when you start to do that, you can divide yourself, you can kind of take that step back where people say, you know, how do you do that? How do you take that step back so that you're not completely, you know, in your thoughts where you can't get out of your thoughts? It's such a brilliant way to start thinking about, like, I'm experiencing, I'm experiencing sad thoughts today. I recently lost my dad. And I can say, I am experiencing sad thoughts around the loss of my dad. You could be, you know, in a position right now where you aren't happy. I mean, there's the great resignation. There's, you know, this, this quiet quitting that's going on. You could be saying, I'm experiencing, like, I'm not happy with my work. And it puts a different light that it's not, it's not the act of you are, because I am Hillary, right? That is who I am. That is truth. That is factual factual to say I am angry. No, I'm a person, a human being experiencing angry thoughts. Mm. Okay. 
that's a that's a much better way to say it. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about. Um, I'm just moving through your book and all the flags I have put in here <laughs> to bring up topics. But, um, <laughs> I love that so much, so much. Um, so you said um, that you learned fears based on our own limiting beliefs that create v- events that have yet to happen. And um, this is so true. If we're living in the future, we're living in fear, right? Well, if you're living in the future or if you're living in the past, and I often describe this in there's a formula for change. And the formula for change, let's, let's all just think about this. You're watching a commercial. And maybe we, I even take you back to like a, a Breck commercial or a hair commercial where, you know, the beginning of the commercial is you got dull flyaway hair. And then they say, oh, look at this gorgeous head of hair. And how you can get that is with this product, right? Well, right. that's kind of what the formula for change is all about. We're dissatisfied when I'm talking to someone about their relationships. I'll say, okay, so tell me about your relationship. And it usually always starts with, well, what I don't like, well, what I'm not happy with, well, what I definitely don't want to bring into my life again, and it can be your work, well, what I don't like in my, in my business. But that's that dissatisfaction. If we then say, well, what is, what is it the vision? What's the V, the D times the V, the dissatisfaction times the vision? What's the vision of where you want to go? And a lot of times we have a problem in getting out of the dissatisfaction and realizing, you know, everyone always talks, um, Covey always said, you know, start with the end in mind. But for many, it's awfully difficult to get past our dissatisfaction to think about being clear on what we want in the future. But as we go through, you don't have to be like creating this whole thing around, oh my gosh, it's got to be this. Start with something simple. Like what would you really like? Would you like to be, you know, happy with your work environment? Would you like to be having consistent revenue come in? Would you like to be, you know, acknowledged and valued by the people around you? Okay, now we have a vision of what you want. Then we look at it in this formula for change. We've got the dissatisfaction. You multiply it by your vision of where you want to go, and then you just add one small step. And as long as this is bigger than on the right resistance, on the right fear, on what's holding you back, that's how you get change. That's how change occurs. But everything on the right of resistance has to do with fear-based. And fear is something that hasn't happened. It's a fear in the future of something that we think could occur. And in the book, I talk about the research behind this, that 85% of everything we fear and worry about in the future never happens. And out of that 15% that does happen, there is a 85% of that, it's like 87%, that it's never as bad. So we're looking at a 3% of, oh my gosh, it's, it happened. But by the time you get to it, because we're now taking 3HQ to the next level, and because we now can start to talk about all right, if this does happen, if we do lose that client, what's the worst thing that can happen? And when we face our fears, we become fearless. We start to realize, wait a second, I can get through this. I can, I can handle this, and it's not as overwhelming, and it doesn't have, you know, the handcuffs on me that are keeping me down. It becomes more of a power position than something that, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, what if this happens in the future? What if this happens? It gives you something. I always find when you have, when you have something that you can count on, when you can fall back on something that you know works, and through thousands of, of you know, examples, and you can hear about them in the book, the 3HQ works because it gives you a solid platform to say, ah, 
ah, I'm aware right now. I'm in my head. I'm in my head. And if I'm in my head, I'm, I'm living my life with limiting beliefs leading me, which means your thoughts and your emotions, I said, create your beliefs. Your beliefs keep you at a certain identity. That identity can't go above or it can't go, it can't get higher. You can't be like, oh, the identity of a person who has a seven-figure business, eight-figure business, nine-figure business, if you're believing like, oh, we, we, my family, we've never been able to have a business like this. We've never done this. And it's got never that I can't do it. This isn't part of who I am. So that's why, that's why we really want to make sure that getting to understand how valuable the 3HQ is allows you to tackle these future, and we know that worry causes stress, stress causes cortisol, a heightened level of cortisol causes us to have sickness causes us to have dis-ease in our bodies. And so what can we do to help ourselves? And in today's world, 3HQ is literally the first step. It is the framework that can get you through some of the most challenging times. And I think you mentioned, you know, I have a podcast. I have a radio show that I've talked to over 150 people that have had the most intense relaunches and it's interesting you know these are people that have lost everything people who have you know been on the brink of death people who have had the most you know horrific things happen to them in the world and they are still they are still when I ask them hey if you could go back and change what happened would you and do you know not one person out of 150, not one has said, oh, my God, Hillary, I'd go back in a heartbeat. Not one. They've all said no because I've been able to grow through the relaunch. I've been able to expand myself. I've been able to become who I'm supposed to be. And that's a very different attitude that they have because of what they've been through. And I've often been asked, you know, okay, Hillary, how many relaunches have you had? And I've had over 26 significant relaunches. I think I, I think someone said, okay, so you're the relaunch queen. I'm like, I don't know if I want to hold that title. I'm not <laughs> sure that that's something I really do. <laughs> but there's something to be said that I have been through a lot. And, I, you know, I had to figure something out in order to not be flat on my back in bed saying I can't I can't go on yeah I mean you've made a major change well the one that you talk about you know how you were a Silicon Valley entrepreneur and you know you were doing something very different than you're doing now what led you to um, to develop this process that you're now teaching others so I was at uh, Oracle, a high-tech Silicon Valley company, Fortune 500, and I was, you know, on the trajectory, doing everything, you know. I was making the seven figures annually, and I had corporate guilt. I had, that's what I call it, because I was guilty when I was at work, missing my children, my young three small children, and then when I was home, I was feeling guilty because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't at work. I wasn't doing what I was needing to get done to further, you know, benefit what I was supposed to be adding, you know, revenue towards and all that. And so I ended up, I was going through a divorce. I was going through, um, I had gotten melanoma and I realized I had to make a change. I realized that I needed something that I believed in, that I really felt I was impacting something bigger than myself. And so I decided to leave when the president of Oracle left. His name was Ray Lane, and he went over to um, Kleiner Perkins, which is a venture capital firm. 
And he called me up and said, hey, would you come over? Will you help train our executives, our portfolio uh, executives on really like advancing their businesses, you know, kind of taking them to the next level? Well, I did it. I loved it. And I started a business with another gal from Oracle called White Space Inc., I-N-K. And the premise was really a premise of life that we have a lot of stuff on our whiteboard, but what is really serving us to move forward? And it was that concept that further came out with 3HQ throughout the years. And I decided at that point I wanted to be an actual CEO in the Silicon Valley. And so I started to, I started to create new businesses. I raised almost $10 million for one of them. We had acquisition offers. I mean, it was, it was a really exciting time, but there was still something missing. There were still relaunches that were happening. And the final relaunch that really um, impacted me the most was my, my, family, my, the women in my life, the women that have come before me all lived into their hundreds. And I have always just taken it for granted that, of course, I'm going to live until my hundreds. Well, then my mom, when she was 77, got diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And she moved into my house. I took care of her for her last 14 months. And when she passed, and this year, the, the year gave me a real opportunity to hear our life stories again, but when she passed, my identity was completely cratered. All of my beliefs of living, you know, that I wasn't even halfway through my life at that time, I had so much more to live, kind of came crashing down. And I realized, like, okay, I'm not the only one out there that's going through significant relaunches. How are, how are others getting through it? How are others handling these big transitions, these life setbacks? And so that's where I dedicated my, my life to trying to figure out, is there, is there a right way and a wrong way to relaunch? And that's, you know, kind of where it all came to be with the Relaunch Co. about um, five years ago. That's when it started, and it's relaunching all areas of your life, business, um, it's personal, and it's the relationships you have, not, with, not just with, you know, others, it's with yourself as well. And for so many of us, we, we, <laughs> that's the last relationship that we cultivate. I often say, you know, have you ever thought about dating yourself? <laughs> and people are like, oh, no, I would never. You know, I mean, seriously, that's a, Randy, that's an interesting perspective on life. Would you? It really is. I like that. I like that perspective. It really, it really does um, open your eyes. Um, you know, yeah. you went through one of the, the one of the major um relaunches that you talk about in your life was when you were on the reality show, the secret, excuse me, the secret millionaire and how humbled you were by this experience. Um, Can you tell my listeners what that was all about? Because I thought that was really interesting. Well, first off, okay. Don't think of the name of the show because it's just that the name of the show is not what the show is all about. The show is highlighting people that are doing amazing things in the world and being able to financially support them. And I, during this time, I was, um, there were two shows that, that approached us, uh, Shark Tank and Secret Millionaire. And in assessing these of what was the most impactful of what I could do, I thought, you know what? to share people's stories and journeys of what they're doing, to give back to them. And, and by the way, that's during the time I was going through my divorce. The show said, well, you're going to have to give uh, $150,000 of your own money to whichever of these people you think, you know, deserves to have extra, extra funding. And I remember it was like, you know, I mean, I'm going through divorce that's a lot of money. And this is, you know, this is after taxes. This is, you know, all of that. And I thought, 
you know, what's more important right now than helping others? Because I am a huge believe in gratitude and what you give, you get back tenfold. And so I decided to take that opportunity versus Shark Tank. And it allowed me, and I say it's probably the most pivotal point in my life of tapping into my higher self, the best version of me, because I was a check writer. I wrote checks to charity. I didn't have the time to go and work the front lines of the charity. I would go to events, dinners, and I would, you know, raise my paddle and I would donate money. But when I went on the show, what they try to do is they, the show itself tries to break you down. They don't want you to wear makeup. They don't want you to have any money for food. They put you in uh, housing that you would never have. You know, they, they take away your, your electronics, and they try to get you just into the mindset of, of not having a lot, like of not really having anything. And then you meet people that are – dedicating their lives to good. And it was so wonderful because one of the uh, women and, and Hey, this is, this is crazy, Randy. And I didn't put it in the book and I should have, I met a woman by the name of Sue Beanie and Sue Beanie had a company, a business, a nonprofit called new hope. And it was for people who had lost other people in their lives, whether it was kids or, family members, and it could be in violent ways or nonviolent, but, you know, we all have to deal with grief. And as I was talking to her, she was, you know, and this is part of the show, she was explaining how she had helped with, you know, some really horrific instances. And she had asked me, have, have I, you know, had any, have any major deaths in my family? And I had told her, I said, you know, well, it's interesting. My grandparents when I was, you know, young in my, my tween years, like I think 11 or 12, they died in a car crash and we really didn't do anything to, to have them have a memorial or, or a funeral. We just didn't. And it always left this big void in my life. And she really, and I remember breaking down on the show, just like I like, it's so sad that I never, but I had never even thought about it. And it was just kind of like, talk about, you know, childhood story. This is something that we just didn't really do as a family. And so she really helped me learn about the grieving process. Well, what I didn't know is that first off, Sue and I became very good friends. She was actually in my second wedding and spoke at my wedding and then when my mom was so sick, she actually lived in Newport, and Sue was in Long Beach, and Sue would drive to the hospital and be with myself, be with my mom, and she got me through the passing of my mom and the grieving process, and it further heightened the 3HQ. It further just established it. And I constantly, you know, am tweaking it and modifying based on human experience and based on, ooh, you know, that's something I need to now add in. And so it is an, an evolutionary process, but that show further solidified the importance of having a framework during the toughest of times. And I'm going to say one thing, Randy, that people often say, you know, in trauma, and you know this better than, better than anyone, that, you know, well, my, you know, what you've been through is so much worse, or what you've been through is not nearly as bad as what I've been through. Well, here's the thing. Trauma is trauma, and, it, and it's individualized. And what is a traumatic, a traumatic experience to me may not be traumatic to you or the fact that I've had, you know, 26 plus relaunches, I might have a little bit more resilience to what's coming because of my own journey and my own process. 
but yours might be less but more significant to you. And so I really want people to realize that, you know, it's not about who has more trauma or who has who has more of the, you know, relaunches. It's only what really only matters is how are you doing and how are you relating to it and what are the thoughts in your head and how are you connecting it to your heart to be able to move into that place where you're able to connect with that, and I call it the G zone in the higher self, that growth zone, that gratitude zone, that great zone of you. And that's very individualistic. It is very individualistic. And I'm really glad that you brought up that point um, because we tend to measure ourselves against other people. We're either not as good as them or not as pretty as them or not as handsome as them or they've been through more or they have it better than we do or so forth and so on. And it's so important to, under, <clears throat> to understand that we have we walk our own journey. We have to focus on us because our journey is ours and it's never going to be like mm-hmm. anybody else's. And um, this is just, you know, I'm glad that you spoke about this. It's so important for everybody to realize this. You can't compare yourself to other people and what they've been through. And like you said, um, you know, what's hard for some people may not be hard for you and vice versa. So great, great point to bring out. I wanted to talk about um, beliefs underground surfacing, which you call bugs, B-U-G-S. Unexamined negative beliefs that surface. <laughs> this is so cute because then you then and I'll let you tell us about it. But then you talk about how the queen bee takes up luxury in our head and just somehow like just says, you know, no, this is how it's going to be. And <laughs> we're not going to change. So talk about that. So when you think about your subconscious brain. There are two things that it is designed to do. The primary, I should say. Primary two things is to keep you safe and familiar. Safe and familiar. We are hardwired from thousands, even millions of years to be exactly, you know, why do we have so many negative thoughts that come up throughout the day? It's because that's how we're hardwired. We're supposed to see things. We're supposed to be, you know, afraid that that might, that might, you know, hurt our safety. But the familiar part is what I want to talk about. And when your subconscious wants to keep you familiar to what you know and trust, it's because, again, it's the reality that your subconscious knows. So, again, when you talk about your thoughts and your emotions repeated over time, become your belief system, then all of a sudden you start to understand why you can be going through life, oh my God, things are going so well for me, and then something happens to throw you off of this like woohoo happy trail. And it usually is one of your bugs. And a bug, again, is your belief underground surfacing. It's your belief system that's going to keep you familiar, even though you're like, no, we, you know, I am not going to keep my business at this lower level. And that, you know, people in our family can make higher incomes, or we can be successful. I don't have that, you know, doom and gloom, that is the curse of our family, or we all everyone in my family is like this. No, that's where your bugs, your beliefs underground come up. And when I start talking about your queen bug, your queen bee, it has to do with one of three main limiting beliefs that all roads, they always, you know, in the past they said all roads lead to Rome. Well, all roads lead to your queen bee. And your queen bees can be, I'm not good enough. As you said, I'm not pretty, I'm not this, I'm not that. It can lead to I'm not safe, or it can be I'm not loved. And these are at the root of what every human being has. We all have these deep within us. 
And I don't care if you've worked on yourself for years and years and years, we still have, because again, this is how we are wired. There, you know, it's, it's, people often say that we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Well, in writing the book, I was asked, show me where that statistic is. Well, it's been debunked. And scientifically, now we know as of the last couple of years that we have 6,250 thoughts a day. 85% of those are negative. 85% of your thoughts are pre-wired in you to be negative. That's just how we are. Keep us safe. Keep us safe. Don't do that. Don't put your hand on the hot stove. Keep us safe. Don't do that investment. Keep us safe. Keep us exactly where we are. So when you look at your specific bugs, you can look at what you don't have in your life right now. Remember I talked about the change formula? It's that dissatisfaction. What's not going right for you? What are you not getting? Is it that you don't have a relationship that you're satisfied in? Is it that you know, your company is not where you thought it should be at this point in your life? Is it that you don't have you know, the, the relationship with yourself at this point. Whatever you don't have, you can trace back to one of your bugs. Something is holding you back, something in your belief system. So I've studied, I have a degree in psychology, I've studied neuroscience for over 10 years, but when I studied it, I wanted to focus on business, on how this impacts people in their business world. And so what I did was I realized that people have these bugs that are almost like you're putting your own glass ceiling in front of you to not allow you to get past them. So, you know, no kidding, you have that great quarter, then you have the bad quarter, then you have the great quarter. People don't realize that their business is a direct reflection of what's going on inside of them. And we exercise, we work out our body, we do, you know, we do things to make sure that we, you know, or we're supposed to stay healthy, but it's the inner size, it's the mental strengthening that becomes so important. And so what I did was I I recognized that we all have these bugs and I created a process called the Belief Blaster. And yes, it falls under 3HQ. It falls under the head. And using neuroscience, 62 to 67 day process to get rid of an actual bug. And what you're doing is you're getting rid of a limiting belief that is it's scientifically proven and shown on scans that your neurotransmitters that create your bugs that have your bug there that limiting belief i'm never going to be i'm never going to be able to have a six figure seven figure eight figure company that could be a belief that's running and it's running on autopilot and what we do is we don't just put up a roadblock and say hey stop don't drive on this highway anymore. We actually, and I grew up in LA with earthquakes and you know things like that, we actually cause a complete break of the neurotransmitter. It's called synaptic pruning. We actually prune the thing, we cut it, and we create a new empowering belief that says, I have all of the abilities inside of me to create this six, seven, eight-figure business. And next thing you know, when you're not, you're not looking to have the negative, that dissatisfaction, you're looking for the vision of where you're going. And now that you have an empowering belief around it, that's when success, that's when manifestation, that's when your life actually starts to change. It doesn't change through willpower, and it never will because it's still, the processes are still running in the background. And that's where frustration sets in when you're like, but I'm doing everything I need to do. I'm listening to all these great courses, being coached by some of the top people. Well, until you get your bugs identified and then blasted, they're still going to pull you down, keep pulling you down into those crevices. 
This is so important. Um, I'm actually um, on the page where you talk about the belief blaster exercise. Can you just kind of give us um, a synopsis on how this works? I mean, this is in, and just for everybody who's listening, this is in Hillary's book, Relaunch. So um, she tells you how to do this. <laughs> well, and here's the most important part. Again, the greatest part is that you can read this in the book. And, and I walk you through it, and I have worksheets. But really, I just want to high-level it, five steps to get you thinking, to get you starting to be like, all right, what Hillary's saying makes sense. So the first step is just realizing. Realize that you have a bug. Realize that you have a limiting belief. Realize that, yeah, you know what? What she's talking about, like I'm not good enough, or imposter syndrome that we've heard of where we're beating ourselves up, I have that. That's actually going on. And the way you can recognize it is through the day. Think about your thoughts, what negative thoughts, like, oh, my gosh, I can't do that. Oh, my gosh, here we go again. I just put this out there and nobody ended up clicking on it or nobody ended up, like, wanting to work with me or whatever it is. Then the next step, awareness. And awareness is the opposite of realizing. Like, oh, because realizing you're like, oh, there it is. There it is again. Awareness is when you can recognize that it's not 100% true all the time. Because remember what our beliefs are. We believe our belief is 100% true all the time. Well, this step allows you to say, all right, all right, I know it's not true 100% of the time. So you're mixing up your brain right now. You're saying, okay, I know that there was that one time that I was good enough, that I did win that award, that I was able to do this. Step three is I went ahead and I've worked uh, closely with some, like, just incredible people out there, Dr. John Gray, uh, Dr. Shannon Irvine, and I used two processes and took them to the next level, and I call it release. So, so far, I just want to, you know, reiterate, we had realize, then we had awareness, and now we're going to go into releasing it. And there's a release process of releasing this bug, of saying, you know what, I'm not going to have it anymore. And so we release it with a specific set of steps, and you can read about it in the book. And then the second one, the first one's very logically based. We're using our left brain. The second one is very right brain, creative, emotionally triggering. And then step four is when we do something I love calling the relaunch flip. The relaunch flip is when you take that limiting belief that we identified in step one and we flip it. What's the opposite? Instead of I'm not good enough, it's I am worthy of having a successful business. I am worthy of hitting seven figures. I am worthy of whatever you're going for. And we call it the relaunch flip. And you can actually work on this every day in all areas of your life when you start to think that's a negative thought. What's a relaunch flip for that? What's a relaunch flip? And then last but not least, after you do the relaunch flip, I ask you to come up with 10 to 20 relaunch flips for that bug, 10 to 20 that you write down. And then step five is when you go through retraining your brain. And there is a mantra that I, I give you that you can put together in the morning. You look at yourself in the mirror. And again, what we're trying to do is create empowering thoughts, affirmations. A lot of people are like, oh, God, here she goes, affirmations. But think about what an affirmation is. It's affirming a positive thought, affirming. That's all it is. And when you repeat over and over and over, that's how you retrain your brain. And so it's powerful, but this is not. You know, often people say, oh, it takes 21 days to create a new habit. No. When you're, re, when you're actually creating new empowering thoughts, it doesn't take 21 days. It takes 62 to 67 days 
to blast that old limiting belief and create a new empowering belief, which creates new, better habits so that you end up, I mean, you know, you end up being able to really leverage attracting these incredible things into your life. This makes so much sense. And the way that you explain it is so easy to grasp. Thank you for this process. It's amazing. Um, I wanted to, um, you have this emotional, emotion energy vibration chart here. And I thought this was interesting too, because um, you talk about the emotion and the frequency and like the emotion of enlightenment has a frequency of 700 plus and the emotion of shame has a frequency of 20 and you go all the way up to guilt, apathy, grief, you know, courage, neutrality, um, acceptance, reason, love. So they're really, how, how do they measure this frequency? Mm. First off, I have to say thank you. You are hitting all of the most critical points of a successful relaunch, and you're now into the higher self. And when we talk about higher self, we know that there is a measurement that everything out there is energy, everything. Everything has under a microscope the ability, even thoughts, even emotions, we have been able to look at and see that they have an energy level. And so what happens, if you think about it, you have a thought, and then that thought has an emotion attached to it, which has an energy level. And as you said, you know, when you look at blame, shame, that emotional level is down at the 2030 range. When you look at love and joy, you're going up the, up 500, upwards, enlightenment, 700. And so when you think about where you're spending most of your time, and we know that law of attraction attracts, attracts, you're pulling in what you're putting out. So if you're putting out shame, blame, negativity, anger, emotionally charging that, there is a vibration that's coming off of you. There's a frequency that that vibration has, like a a radio, Uh, tuning forks, great example. If I were to put a kitchen fork and a tuning fork together, they wouldn't resonate. They They wouldn't cause each other to vibrate. But if I put two tuning forks and one starts to vibrate, the other will start to vibrate. So think about this in your life. When you are operating at a low energy level, and as I describe it in the book, then that's what's going to law of resonance, resonate. That's what you're putting out there to get back. So all of a sudden, I mean, this is, this is a big wake-up call for people when they're like, nothing's going right in my life. Oh, my gosh. I can't, nothing's happening for me. I can't seem to do anything right. I can't seem to keep a great relationship. I can't seem to keep this like, you know, momentum going. It's what are you putting out there? What's your law of resonance? What are you resonating with? What are you putting, what are you putting out for the law of attraction? And so that's why it becomes so important. And this is that energy of the higher self. I want to be able to elevate you. I want to be able to get you past your head and those negative thoughts that are like, you know what? I just can't do this. I'm not good enough. I should have. I could have, but I didn't. And so when you think about your life right now, if there is anything that is causing you to feel like I'm not where I thought I would be at this time in my life, In any of the areas, it means that you're operating at a lower level. And even though you're like, but I don't think about it all the time, it's still running. It's still sending out the energy behind that. So what I love to do is help people. 
first and foremost, just have that awareness like, oh, my gosh, my energy. What energy am I bringing? And I'm not asking you, trust me, with, you know, all of the, the loss and the changes that have happened in my life, I'm not asking you to run around like Pollyanna and be like, ah, you know, everything is so great. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a point in the heart section, and I talk about it all the time, where a lot of gurus out there are like, love your Love your life, love yourself, love your job, love your relationships, love, 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 love. And I got to tell you, there were many times in my life that I didn't, I didn't love my anything. I didn't even like it. I was in such sabotage. I hated it. And you got to give yourself the ability to say, where are you in your life at that, at that point and acknowledge it. But here's the best part. 3HQ helps you bounce back. It helps you realize that, all right, I can't stay at that level because I'm consistently bringing in that. So you go through the point where you're like, I'm elevating myself. I'm raising my, my energy level up the chain. And it's not a 1x factor. It's not like all of a sudden you go 30 to 60 to 80. It is like a 10x as you keep moving up. It's like a magnet. I call it the manifestation magnet. It's like, whoa, people start working on this and they're like, Hillary, I, I, I can't believe it. And it's literally the relaunch effect. It doesn't just start working in one area. It's affecting all areas because your energy is not just, it's only going to work in business or it's only going to work in the relationship. It's going to work across every area of your life. That is the best explanation I have ever heard about this. I mean, thank you. You, put, you really put that in terms that we can all grasp. <laughs> I mean, that makes so oh, much sense. thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. Because, it, you know, it does. People get overwhelmed by it. And I'm like, please, don't be. Don't be. And I think that that's one thing I love to do is I needed to simplify it for me. I needed to be able to uh-huh. not make it so complex that I wouldn't do it. Yeah. And and that's really, that's what you need. Because when you're kind of stuck in a rut, um, you don't need a whole bunch of high-level stuff. You need some basic stuff that you can relate to. Um, something you it's can totally grab cool. onto. It's so true. It's so true. So um, I know so many people are listening and they're saying, how can I work with you? So tell us, how do we work with you? The best way is to book a call with me by going to therelaunchco.com. Therelaunchco.com is our website, so just www.therelaunchco.com. There is a book a call, book a call. Let's talk about, you know, the, the worst thing that can come from it is we'll identify the next step for you and get you at least in that first stage of realizing, okay, got it, now let's start to move forward. So that as you just said, stuck. You can't be stuck. You can't even use the word stuck if you have one simple step, one bit of forward momentum. It's literally the opposite of what stuck is in the dictionary. So I'm asking you to take that one step, relaunch, Relaunch now, relaunch today saying, I'm doing it. And we offer, we offer courses, free workshops. We have obviously the book. You can get it on Amazon. It's relaunch, spark your heart to ignite your life. You, you know, so it's, it, that's another really important point is the, the taking one step forward. It's like when you're stuck, really, that's all you have to do is just keep taking a step little baby steps, tiny little tiptoeing steps. But as long as you keep moving forward, you will get yourself out of it. And often, you know, when we've been through a trauma, we're like walking blindly in the dark. We don't even know where we're going to, but you just keep walking and you just, eventually you will come to the place that you need to be. So I want to thank you so much, Hillary. This is so interesting um and i and i really thank uh thank you for being such an inspiration um to people because this is a topic that everyone deals with we all have limiting beliefs and it's affecting everybody's life so 
Um, thank you for creating a system to help us get rid of them. Randy, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it so much. What a great conversation. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, have a wonderful day. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.